What's up and welcome back to Anybody and Everybody Radio Show Edition. Today, we got huge news. The PLL and MLL are merging together to create one super league and you got to love it. My initial thought was, wow, I want to talk about this. I don't know how to. I don't know what the best way is to. But I came up with the idea to do another Zoom call with a lot of people on Lax Twitter. I left it as an open invitation to anybody to hop on. We got some trolls in here. So um, if you hear anything out of the blue, that's what you're hearing. And um, so it was fantastic. It was a great conversation. It was awesome to get a lot of people's opinions. So thank you to everyone who hopped on. But here it is, the talk show radio show, whatever you want to call it, episode of Anybody and Everybody Discussing the PLL and MLL Merger. All right. So I put this thing together because I wanted to have an incredibly, this is going to just basically turn into an informal podcast with everybody giving their initial thoughts and opinions, whatever you really want to talk about. I don't really, I don't really care. I, I, I personally will um, stay right down the middle. Uh, I'm going to be more of a moderator here than anything else and uh yeah we're gonna get this thing going people are gonna be hopping in and out at all times it seems like there's brian uh brian you're on two accounts right now man oh am i am i that important <laughs> yeah i mean it just says you're here twice <laughs> oh yeah that's weird hey, it's all right two is better than one of you any day yeah, for sure. <laughs> Man, I think you, my mother, and my girlfriend are the only people that think that, but I'll take you. <laughs> oh man, how's everybody doing? What a big day today. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah other than the shit snow outside, it's a great day. <laughs> I mean oh. Jeez, I dude. um I was I woke up because I'm obviously on the west coast, sort of. Right. And I checked my Twitter and I'm like these guys in the group were like, hey, I'm hearing there's a merger. I'm like, no, you guys need to check your sources. That's crazy. No way. <laughs> and then when it happened, I was like, holy crap. I did not see this coming at all. I mean, obviously, in the future, we all kind of thought it could happen. But now, 2020, with all the crap going on, and I was just like, I was shell shocked. I was absolutely shell shocked. And I'm like, I just ordered a bunch of Hammerheads gear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got nah, a collectibles, man. You got collectibles. Shirts, yeah, I've got hats and shirts. I'm waiting to get delivered and stuff. And uh, but um, I think it's a great thing for lacrosse professionally. You get the best of the best. Hopefully, you, we all hope it'll expand down the road. I, again, I just can't help but feel sorry for the employees mm -hmm. partners you know all the people there's gonna be so many people negatively affected by this for a while that's what do, sucks do you still stand, stand true to your remarks about um what's his name blocking you what the what's not oh blocking? mike mike you know he unblocked you? me he unblocked you <laughs> yeah i was on twitter the other day shocking and i saw one of his tweets and i thought well that's odd so I go to it and I, I go to his uh, um, site and I pretend like I'm going to send him a tweet. And it's going to let me do it. Jeez. So he doesn't block me. You know, so, I think he, he realized he messed with the bull and got the horn. <laughs> He's probably looking at my PLL account going, holy that shit. Been, this guy's that should have been an indicator. That should have been a whole indicator that something was going down. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was it right there. Unblocking I like Lax 99 was the hint. 
you guys all missed. So, <laughs> <laughs> what's but, everyone else thinking right now? Shit. Like, damn. I when I saw Scott's tweet, I thought it was fake. Like, I know he's their usual yeah. the PLO's usual like guy reporting. I was like, no, nah, this can't be real. And then when other stuff started popping up, I was like, holy shit. But now it's like with the players and stuff, like a lot of dudes aren't going to play next summer. That was my first thought was like, damn, like if this is only eight teams next summer, which I don't know, I still have a gut feeling that it may be like one more that they just haven't announced yet because they're like strategic like that. Yeah. But like, damn. Yeah. Like, yeah, my initial thought was, wow, there's going to be a lot of people out of work right now. Um, I mean, Will's here. We, we we worked on a really rad team this summer with the MLL, so I just hope that all those people that we got to work with get to make this transition because that was pretty heavy for me. I mean, like, um, obviously, we're the ball partner of the MLL, so I hope that this can uh, become a deal with, like, the PLL and moving forward, stuff like that. But, I mean, that was the initial shock was, like, how do, how do they make this work and get – I mean, the thing is, and I've always said this about the PLL and the MLL, is like, whether you like it or not, guys are getting paid. Guys are getting paid to play lacrosse. Yeah. I love that. The more people that are getting paid to play this sport, the better. So if, if a lot of dudes are losing jobs, that's shitty. And I don't necessarily love that. But you know what? It's a step in the right direction, I think. Um, I just hope that, like, people stop hating, like, each other over a – league bullshit you know like i think that's the thing that drove me the most no, crazy no more the other league we can finally we can finally yeah. recognize it i'm so <laughs> i got so sick of the the other league the other league yeah, yeah. And, and i was one of those in the beginning of the pll be honest i was so anti mll and but luckily, guys like you bought me on and other and pros bought me on and said, hey, you need to appreciate what the MLL did for lacrosse. Yeah. So, so in the last few months or year or whatever, I've kind of like changed my attitude towards the MLL and embraced them a lot more because, yeah, without the MLL, none of this happens. Yeah, I know. I totally agree with that. Yeah. I was the same way though. I mean, I talked about this the other day on, I think I was on low to high podcast. Yeah. And I was talking about how, um, when we first started outside the box podcast in like 2000, what, what was the first year of the PLL 2018? Um, we were like all PLL, all NLL didn't even give second thought to the MLL. And it kind of bums me out that I ever was that way, but you know what? I think that you uh, learned from failure and I failed in that time of my life at something small. So I think it's, I think it's a great thing. I don't know if these guys are all trolls or what. But I'm just going to let them in. <laughs> Jordan, you look like you got something you want to say. Hard to remember oh, the people yeah. we used to be. It's even harder to remember. I hope that this all goes into the <laughs> podcast. That was fun. No, yeah, I mean, like, I, I've been. Hey, fucking donkey. <laughs> Who's that? I don't know. Anyway, uh, yeah, I've been I've been an MLL MLL fan for like 10, 15 years now, and it's kind of a bummer. Like, it was nice to be able to go to games locally, like find a local team. I was a big BayHawks fan, uh, and now and now it's kind of gone, and like it's a bummer. I, I, I kind of weird to me that they even didn't keep the roster for the Cannons, but 
but I, I guess, I mean, I, I have kind of a question. I, I don't know what you guys, y'all are a little more plugged into the business side of things. What do you think the new league's going to do with the MLL branding and all that stuff? Because right now it seems like less a merger and more just sort of a, a one-way street. I think they're going to all come in. I think they're all going to come in. Because now if there's five teams that aren't being used, that those are your next five, I feel like, LCs that are going to come in. Because I, I, I don't so much think it's – actually, yeah, I do agree with you that people are going to look at it like, oh, the PLL just took over and just absorbed. But they definitely used mergers. So with this, all the animosity that they've been saying they, that they've had, I really doubt that they would call it a merger if it wasn't truly a merger. So, again, I don't have any inside information – Herman know a little bit better than me, but my initial reaction would be that they said, okay, there's 13 teams. We may have had plans to have an eighth team. So they take the cannons and then they say, okay, as we can grow, then Chesapeake comes back in, or there won't be Chesapeake, but the Bayhawks LC comes in, Blizzards LC come in, Outlaws, because that, that infrastructure is great. Because I think you guys like Bockley and they brought in Ken Clawson, you got John Grant Jr. over there. I can't see them just being like, okay, let's just, you figure it out because it's 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 it's, oh. it's crazy because I'm just still surprised to it at, at everything. But I, I have to think that they have a plan because I think just as a human, I feel like all of us are kind of just like, what about all those other five teams and the players? And you think of people say, oh, what's going to happen to Lyle? We know what's going to happen to Lyle, but what happens to the lady that works at the front office for the cannons? That's the secretary. The person that's doing this for the cannons. That's their um, like the ticket person, like, oh, these are people in a pandemic losing your job. So you have to feel for, feel for them. The lacrosse side is great, but I'm kind of just like what Mark was saying, like just as a human side, it's dis- it's kind of not disappointing, but it's just sad to see people knowing that they're losing their jobs. Yeah. I mean, I must say this took me as much of a surprise as anyone else. I usually have, if I'm being totally upfront and honest, uh, in when, when was I at the MLL bubble? Um, I guess it was what July, July was the MLL bubble. Um, uh, so long ago. Yeah, I mean it feels <laughs> like it was years ago, right? Oh, is this court trying to jump in? Um, it, I, I didn't, I didn't see it going this way. Uh, I had heard a lot of things that it wasn't going to go this way, but um, you know, things happen, things change, and we're here now. Um, I, I think that I, I, I don't know. I wish I knew more about how the transition's about to happen. I think that. It could be, oh, thanks, babe. Um, I think that it could be something that's really great for getting people. I mean, there's some amazing people in the MLL front office that I hope continue to work now for the PLL. Um, but it'll be interesting. A lot of jobs, a lot of jobs. That's that's really what it comes down to in my head. But I hope with all of this, once all this COVID shit's over, that like once that the money side will get right and it'll be even bigger because you know how like each league kind of have one front office it was all kind of like the M, like the PLL was based out of LA and the MLL was based out of like Boston or wherever they were. Like, I hope once all this COVID shit ends and everything, it can almost be like a big kind of hub. Like you have two or three offices for now, the one league and then anything, it gets more people, their jobs back and almost opens up for more, for like more, yeah, we just had Phil join it. You are the PLL guy. What are your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me on, man. It's good to see everybody. So, hey, uh, <laughs> I think, you know, I'm, I'm, 
I'm excited, man. Of course, for a couple reasons. One, I'm obviously biased. I mean, I'm the I'm PL updates, so of course I'm going to be a little biased. But two, you know, I think that having two separate uh, professional across leagues was tough. I mean, we had then the fan base. Some fans are both. Some fans are one. Some fans are the other. Some fans don't really know. They watch one and they're saying, oh, am I, which one am I watching? Whatever. Um, and, you know, as fans, there's definitely players on one side that we want to see play on our side, whichever side is yours, you know. And now we have that all consolidated. Now that's all together as one unit, you know, and I think that that's so, that's so great. I mean, a lot of the big sports that we watched today, it was the same sort of thing, you know, in the NFL, I think it was uh, the American Football League and you had the National Football League, something along those lines, and now they're together. You had the ABA and the NBA and basketball, now they're together. So you see that a lot, um, which helps boost that sport. And I think being able to stop that divide and now create one unit where you see these players, when they get drafted, it's no longer a competition with animosity. It's now they're getting drafted. Let's see if they go to my team, not my league. So, um, of course, I'm really excited. I think it's a good thing. Um, I am interested because they are keeping the Boston Cannons, so they're going to have eight teams. But that leaves a number of teams out, right? So how many of those players, you know, what are what's going to happen to them, you know, are – this is the PLL going to create other teams uh, soon in the near future so we can keep some of those players or are they going to stick with eight teams now and you know in a year two years maybe they add one and we'll hopefully get some of those players back how's that going to work um, that's another thing but I will say I'm really excited for the upcoming draft because the MLL has some studs and I'm so stoked to see where are those guys going to end up Where's Lyle Thompson going to end up? You know, I mean, that's going to be exciting. That's going to be fun. Chaos. Everyone knows that. <laughs> <laughs> you got to love some chaos. Uh, some cynical people might say Atlas because of uh, some previous seconds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> I think the funny yeah. thing for me, though, is seeing everybody on Instagram today, like guys who play in the MLL, now making posts for the first time since their days with the MLL about their MLL teams because, well, just from what I know is that they weren't supposed to ever do that prior to uh, today, I guess. So <laughs> a lot of photos coming out of the woodworks that we haven't seen in years, which is really interesting to me, but you know, no, what it, 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 it shows with the players. Like I, I, I think people don't realize that the guys weren't tripping about PLL versus MLL, like the fans were. So it's, it's hilarious. Just like you said, where teams are like, who put it Um Dylan Ward was like running back. <laughs> Outlaws 2018. They're just like they were. They didn't hate each other for being in other leagues. That was the fans, man. Like no, no, nobody unified. <laughs> nobody in the player yeah. sphere hated each other for the other league. Exactly. Other there was exactly. maybe there was five people on one side that hated the other league, and uh, <laughs> I think that those can be kind of figured out pretty easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we know what those, <laughs> those players are. Yeah. That's gonna be interesting. You know, <laughs> one thing that's kind of crazy, I think, is they kept the cannon, right? So if Rabel gets, you know, uh, put out there in the expansion draft or, you know, his contract's up or he gets traded, does he end his career now in the league he created and end end his career on the team that he started with? 
wouldn't that be like a wild journey? You're drafted by one team. You end up going and creating your own league. And then within that new league you created, you end on the team you were drafted by. Yeah, do, you, do you think that's why they picked that one? Or, do you, or why, why the Cannons? Because the Cannons have a fantastic ownership group that was willing to invest in the PLL. Yeah, that's pretty much – I've heard some things here and there, which I'll keep to myself as to the channels. But, yeah, it came down to ownership and, and dealings. At the end of the day, you have to remember there's two businesses here. They're merging into one business, and they need to give themselves the best opportunity for success financially, especially during the time of a pandemic. And, yeah, that, that's what it came down to. It, it wasn't – wasn't because the colors or the logo or the name or any of the above. It was, it was a business decision. It was a good business decision, in my opinion. I think I wish that there was more teams, obviously, that were able to come over in the first year. Um, there's gonna be a ton of this talent that need teams, and um, I think you're gonna see guys dropping off of PLL rosters, and I think you're gonna see obviously guys dropping off of MLL uh, mm-hmm. or out of the whatever you're calling it. So yeah, I, with them having the obvious to have the rights to the other five teams, which they're saying is they put it as uh, expansion consideration. It makes me wonder. I mean, the PLL always has something in their back pocket. They pulled out of nowhere, kind of like the championship series, things like that. Totally unorthodox, shoot it out in the air. It makes me wonder if behind the scenes right now, they have another team or two that they're keeping in their back pocket. So during this offseason, they have something else to release to spur, you know, get the, the lacrosse Twitter world going like crazy. Um, beans, I, baby, I don't beans. Know, but... yeah, beans. <laughs> beans. <laughs> That's right. They have nine teams. Yeah. You know, as an attorney, I, I would just give anything to have been inside that room where those negotiations were going on and to see what was reduced to writing. I mean, that's where, that's just my geek out kind of thing to see how they got to that point. So what does Warrior do now? Because they dropped Rabel over his whole sponsorship thing. And now that it's under new branding and everything, because was the, I'm a little bit confused. So once the MLL got, when they went to league only, they're not. They're no longer owned by Warrior New Balance, as I thought. Right? No, they're not. So, what do they do? I wonder what do they do now, as far as the sponsorships now. I mean, I would assume that that's probably done with like Rabel and everything. Like that had its whole falling out. Everyone saw that. But I do wonder, from like the sponsorship standpoint, does the PLL keep their original sponsors? Do all the other sponsors come over? I think if you can if you can try and get all the sponsors that the MLL had to come over. I mean, I know Herm, you can't, you working for one of them. I think it's big because the more money you can have pumping in for sponsors, the faster I think we can expand and everything and kind of get things rolling. Cause I think all of us want more guys to play. And we all know in order to do that, you have to have more money pumping in from not just inside, but from the outside, from the sponsors and whatnot. Yeah, I mean it's the sponsorship thing. It's it's a it's a tough cover, a tough subject to cover, obviously, because there's different. I'm, I'm gonna stay as middle as I can here. There's different, almost tiers, I guess you could call it, to how you sponsor a league, 
or what sponsor you are, or what exactly affiliation you have with the league. And I would just go ahead and assume that with this merge, that Warrior, for example, will just continue to do the thing that they've been doing. Where Warrior guys get to wear Warrior helmets, use Warrior gear on the field, stuff along those lines. But it won't really be much grander than that. It's not it, – I mean, I don't think – it'll probably still be behind the scenes some kind of weird money political issue. It's always right. going to be. But outside of that, there's other companies, of course, that I'm sure will do similar things. And I mean, it'll, it'll be interesting. I don't, I truly don't know. I got off the phone this morning with one of our guys and they, they don't even know yet. I don't think so. It'll yeah. be, it'll be interesting. I, I, I looked at my girlfriend this morning and I go, well, I guess I'm going back to PLL events. So that'll, <laughs> that'll, that'll be fun. Welcome yeah. home. I know. You be careful where you burn bridges in your career. I really you burned to too many bridges, bridges this last year, apparently. <laughs> yeah, so. Well, not to sound like the old guy in the room, but I'm I'm going to miss the MLL uniforms. Yeah. No, you're yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely. Especially yeah, since sure. that was New Balance, and uh, who, who knows how that's going to fall, especially given Warrior. I um, you know, always had a soft spot in my heart for the MLL because, believe it or not, I was at the first ever MLL game. It was the Americans versus the Nationals, O&O versus O&O. It was their tour before they ended up becoming the whole thing. And it was a blast. And it was one of the best nights of my life. I went with a very, very, very close family friend that I consider to be like my second dad. He ended up passing away eventually. So that being at that, you know, event with him and I have autographs still from that night with the program, all of it. It's like the MLL always has like a special place for me. I mean, it, it was such a special thing to, to share that, you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I had a similar, this summer it was so rad to get out there. So I'm from right outside of Philly, <coughs> excuse me. And we used to have the barrage here. And then when they came back this year, it was so cool to get out there. And on day one, Barrage had the first game or whatever. So to see the guys back out there in the blue and orange was pretty rad. But, you know, I mean, awesome. all, all things said, um, it, it's good for the game. I, I think that it's been really hard, well, interesting for me today, where I have to, like, use two different sides of my brain, right? I have me as Herm, the guy who has strong opinions and likes to voice his strong opinions. And then there's me, the signature lacrosse representative guy, kind of, who, you know, stays right down the middle and lets everything kind of mellow out in front of him. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the hat, buddy. You're the guy. <laughs> oh. uh, well, that was very kind of you. Yeah. One, one good, maybe, maybe the PLL has been so much better at merchandising than the MLL ever was. I mean, like I bought MLL gear, but I, you know, there weren't that many people outside of, outside of the kids who went to games. So, I mean, maybe one, one great thing we could see out of this is PLL loves to do some throwback retro gear. Maybe we'll get some, some throwback retro barrage gear, or I forget the name, the name of the like super nineties colored LA team. Let's get some Riptide gear in the PLL shop. That would be fun. I ain't paying I 80 bucks for, 90 bucks for a penny either. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I think that's a good idea for them to like have some vintage MLL gear. I mean, I doubt it would happen, but like, I mean, come on, you, you, you put vintage in front of just about any Jersey, like regardless of the team, any Jersey, vintage, whatever. It's almost always awesome. And it almost always sells. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It would be cool if they did like a throwback game. I mean, they threw, threw back jerseys or something like that during one of their games or something. I would love oh. it if the PLL did like the, what's it called? Like the real like big holes with the mesh, like you see uh, on uh, the hole mesh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I would give anything for the PLL to have a game where they wear those so that, kind of style jerseys. So that brings me on one point. Do we get, I know they, the roster for the Cannons got disposed now, but can we finally get that Whip Snakes versus Cannons or Whip Snakes Bayhawks like <laughs> game that everyone wanted to see now? Like, yeah, that'd be crazy. See, but that's what the <laughs> question is now to see like what what happens with these rosters because it's like, is it the Cannons roster coming over or are they just drafting the MLO guys? Because that team's undefeated because they're gonna be if it's just oh all the P, all the MLO guys are gonna just go to the Cannons. So okay, Randy, Lyle. Mark Hockerton, uh, Tommy Palasek, just, just run out there and beat everybody. <laughs> so I'm just that's I'm actually really curious how they're gonna do that because yeah. it's it's gonna be wild. Yeah, it yeah, seems I like can't... it would be fair to put them put them all in the pool and let them let them get drawn. But at the same time, it's like they're bringing a team over, or are they just bringing a team name over? They're bringing right, a team right. over. Keep keep that roster. Didn't they say yeah. they released all their players? The Cannons released all their players. I thought I read that. Somewhere. No, they're gonna have a entrance draft. I did just get a message. You guys are the first to hear this. That the MLL will be keeping the people to help in this transition. So okay. people still have jobs right now, which is a great news. That is good news. Yeah, that's awesome. Very cool. A lot of really amazing people work for the MLL. I know that everybody can have a strong opinion one way or the other, but the, the people who work in the front office are really, truly amazing people. Like yeah. some of the most yeah, genuine yeah. dudes and girls I've ever worked with. Speaking of which, any, cool. any word on the, uh, on the media team? Like I loved all the stuff that came out on social media for the MLL this past summer. Like all, all the, the video, not so much videos, but the, uh, all, the, all the imagery and all of that that came out. Like, well, like you're looking at the over? dude right above you with the headphone well he's right above you on my screen who helped create that stuff um will um but yeah uh i don't i i'm not sure i'm sure it's part of the same transition i mean it can never hurt to have more media people if you can pay them yeah you think yeah i mean if you were to look at any celebrity or any other sports team their media team is is they wouldn't be able to fit in my house <laughs> right hmm. There's a lot of, there's a lot of moving parts. And I mean, just by what I've gathered, it seems like some of the guys over at the PLL might, might need that extra help with all this graphics and stuff that they're putting together. So yeah. Well, the more stuff that's happening, I mean, it's gonna, it's gotta be tough, especially like something like this. If you have a smaller group and you've got a million players that you're trying to make a graphic for each of them. And then you're trying to make these graphics for the expansion draft. I'm sure having uh, some other people join in. Hey guys, if you need a report, if you need a reporter, a writer, a do-it-all guy, hey, I know you're listening. I'm available. We <laughs> got all summer, all spring. We can do this remote. I can get get on a plane right now. Go to wherever. Let's do it. <laughs> Hire him. I love the subtle plug right there. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. So let me ask, uh, you know, kind of the MLL guys, because I, you know, for me, obviously I'm PLL. That's kind of the sphere I have. If you're more of an MLL guy, like, how do you feel? Like, are you kind of excited that things are, are changing or are you bummed out because now it's going to another side? Like, what's the vibe? Um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm in between. I, I, I consider myself yeah. a fan of both leagues. Um, I think that the major thing for me is just, well, I don't know. I've heard many things. So it's like, I really, today's news was just as surprising to me as it was anybody else. Um, so that's, I'm still kind of in like trying to collect all my thoughts mode right now, because it's like, my initial thought is like, shit, this, this could be like the end of like non controlled PLL lacrosse, which would be interesting, but I don't know. I'm going to think so about wait, that for a minute. Here's another question for you guys. I knew, so the MLL had their deal with ESPN. The PLL had NBC. With the, are we just assuming it's going to all be on NBC? Because I'd love to see it go on ESPN. Kind of either either rotate or go back to the ESPN family of networks in some way. And when I mean that, I don't mean with all due respect to ESPN Plus. I don't mean it in that way. Like, don't give me just the ESPN three game. Like, I'm talking about. Who knows? Maybe could we get a primetime game on ESPN at some point? Because if, especially now, if, if NBC's doing the Olympics next summer, like I say, why not try and get get on ESPN? You know, that that's just me. I mean, I'm sure you guys all have differing opinions on this, but I'd love to see it back. Like, I'd love to see now that there's one league, let's showcase it on the biggest sports network out there. I'm yeah, I mean, I'll take this one. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Go for it, Jordan. Oh, I, I was going to say, yeah. It was, I mean, it was, it was, it's, not, it's nice to see stuff on ESPN3, but, I mean, it seemed like ESPN or NBC last the last couple of years has been far more willing to put stuff in primetime slots than ESPN ever was. I mean, it's been a conversation for a long time uh, around the MLL about – how big a deal the ESPN partnership was uh, after it moved from like what CBS sports, but, but it, it's, it's, it's never, they haven't really given them the primetime slot. I mean, maybe the PLL merger will give them a lot, a lot more leverage on that, which would be, which would be really nice. Cause I, I agree with the Olympics coming up. That could be complicated. Um, but, but ESPN just kind of hasn't apart from giving the ESPN three slots, I don't think has given a whole lot of support necessarily. But the PLL has done a lot better job of leveraging that, I think. Uh, it, I say that it might, guy. <laughs> but with that, I don't think – I actually <laughs> – it's funny that Jordan said it because some, some dude on Twitter was, like, trying to come at me because I, I had mentioned that. I'm like, oh, the Olympics are happening summer 21. I don't think it's so much that the, that the MLO wasn't working with ESPN. ESPN is A-list is a -list, um, broadcasting. So, for them, it's – where the where the worldwide leader they're not lacking in any sport so that they're like oh okay cool you guys are playing pro lacrosse but we can put a college baseball game on at the same time that's going to do triple the numbers that you're going to do NBC the PLLA hit that home run with getting the NBC because NBC Sports was looking for programming so for them they'll say okay we'll put you on at four o'clock because typically during the summer I don't go I don't watch golf so it'll be like golf 
maybe maybe NASCAR or something comes came on NBC as well. So everybody was like, oh, MLL, you guys suck. Go on, why don't you want ESPN? ESPN doesn't need that programming during the summer. We can show a baseball game right now. So my guess would be that they would that they would lean more towards using that NBC because that's huge that they have NBC and NBC is willing to work more so I think than ESPN was. Even though ESPN they did push ESPN Plus, but I, that thought, <clears throat> I thought NBC did a really good job with lacrosse. Yeah, they and did. I think, and the PLL had what a three-year contract with them mm-hmm. in the beginning. Assuming that that has to be honored, that they'll probably stay with NBC. And I, I'm okay with it staying with NBC. Honestly, I think my big seems- thing is just lower the price of. NBC Gold or whatever, like it's fucking yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. yeah Plus, it seems like they're uh, they're going for net new. Uh, mm-hmm. PLL is going for net new um, viewership, and NBC seems to be like the, the avenue to to generate those crowds. I'll put mm-hmm. it out there right now. I'll pay ten thousand dollars next season to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait to see these games with all these new players and stuff. It's gonna be freaking epic dude it's gonna be epic it will be sick that is for sure this also gives them the opportunity to almost do something like a minor league too where it's like you start getting like some guys in there that like you know didn't have the opportunity to crack that top tier roster but then can drop down to like whatever they call it and play games and do that maybe non-tour style like do it in the east coast where you already know you have fans or some shit yeah somebody put out an article a couple months ago and i I, forgive me for not remembering who but somebody kind of equated like um they were they were kind of thinking about how it would go for an acquisition and how it could possibly uh mirror the uh like the british uh soccer setup with the the tiered Mm -hmm. leagues there and uh i was i was really hoping for that setup if that ever happened I mean, if everything's going in the soccer direction, it would kind of work. I think it was Stringer Society. How do you think like that would be tough, though? Yeah. There's just not enough teams yet. Yeah. How many do you think is too many for the tour model? Because we're, we're at what, eight now? Nine with the beans, sorry. They're there now. They're there now. Yeah, like, like people were saying that before with the. Um, with with everything with Lat when they actually did have the touring model in summer 2019 and they saw that they were having pretty much the same attendance as the MLO games that people I saw people were commenting like if there's if they're having all these games in one day people aren't trying to sit there for six hours for one day and then yeah. now if you say okay we're gonna have say potentially ten teams we'll yeah do three on one day two on the other it's hard to get people to say okay let's go to Baltimore and let's sit in 95 degree heat for six hours. I remember, I remember Herm. I think, I, I don't know if I was telling you or somebody else in Baltimore that one day where you had, it was that one day where you had the Redwoods and Chrome. At like, yeah, that was Saturday. Yeah, that was Saturday. And it was like early in the day and me not being 21 yet. It's not like I could just go to the bar and chill. So I was just stuck in that position. I was like, do I drive an hour back to my house and back? Do I yeah. go? Do I go back and watch it um, on the broadcast or whatnot? Like, cause that gap in between game, like that was one of the most annoying things I thought about. And I mean, I get it from the TV standpoint of why, but like, 
to eliminate that gap between like get, having an early game and a late game and whatnot. But if you do with something like a two-city model, like let's just say, if it is traveling and let's just say, probably not this year with COVID, but let's just say you do have a scenario where you get enough teams to eventually do it like you're going to two cities in one weekend, play one early game, play one late game. I could see it working, but like from a fan perspective, like that was like kind of an inconvenience. But Joe Smolina had a really good point. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, man, you're good. Oh, no, because I was um, listening to the Laxworm podcast, and Joe Spolina had, like, a great idea because he was saying we got to merge and to have tour-based cities um, – excuse me, to do each um, – put each team in a city and say they play four home games. And then you would use a couple of teams and travel to new different um, areas. So I feel like that would be, like, a kind of just, like, in the middle because I don't think you can do just touring. And then, but it definitely does work because his point being that it's easier to get people to come to a game that you know is in town once than people saying it's the summertime, there's five games, I can just go to one or two. So, yeah, uh, I think it was, it was way early on. I think Paul said on uh, a podcast, something to that effect, that um, they plan on having city based teams within five years. So, this will be season three maybe we start to see that kind of transition. Maybe we don't season four, but that he mentioned, which, so it's obviously on the table, something that they're trying to work towards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just seems like a cost, like a cost nightmare and logistical nightmare moving every <laughs> single player every single week. And just like the, the insurance overhead of all of that too, on top of everything else. I don't know. It just, it'd be, it seems like it would be more reasonable. But to the point of like sitting in a one single city for uh, for an entire day, like six hours, it's uh, it's kind of untenable unless they really up their uh, non-field uh, entertainment game, like making it more like maybe like a, a, a festival style, or like there's lots more attractions in between games, or for you know maybe for parents who just don't care about sitting in the stands, let their kids watch the game, and there's still something for everybody because that that is a long time to sit there. Yeah, it's a lot. I think the major thing was gaining that camaraderie, though, where it's like, oh, you're, you're only going to have this one weekend to come to your hometown stadium or whatever, see these awesome lacrosse players, and that's what, that's how you're able to pack the stands because it didn't give people the opportunity to be like, okay, well, we'll go next week. You know, we, we'll go yep. whenever. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I think that they can do with eight. There's plenty of weekends. I want to say Denver wasn't terrible. Maybe Washington, D.C., there was a there was a handful of weekends where they had back to back games where it flew by. It was pretty quick. I was, I, I could I could at the time basically tell you how it went based on how much vlog time I had. So like those weekends, I was able to put like a two game day into a two minute and twenty second vlog, which means it was a pretty quick day. wasn't there too long. But then there was days like like Jordan was saying in Baltimore where it was like that vlog was eight minutes long and I had to try and shrink it down to two minutes and twenty seconds for Twitter. So it's like that day ends up being a lot more than you ever planned for it's hot and you get you get to be like you know just bored almost but it, it's a lot it's hefty but i'm gonna i'm gonna take final final opinions right now and i've been waiting for someone to come on this i was kind of host trying to do this like a talk show almost where it's or a radio show where someone needs to come on and be like i fucking hate what just happened i hate everything so somebody <laughs> needs to do that before we log this thing off <laughs> Mark, now's your time to shine, buddy. 
Hey, I, you know, I, I would love to be that guy for you, Herm, but I'm just like, my head is still spinning about all of this. Like I said, yeah. I'm really excited for it. I think it had to happen. I just didn't expect it to happen. Someone called and, Dave Franklin. <laughs> yeah, and um, oh, there you go, exposed. I'm really ready to go with it. I'm happy. Who's exposed again? What's I thought it's Dave Franklin. Quote. Yeah. Who's Dave Franklin? No idea. Like an assistant coach and journalist for us. Uh, oh, I can't remember now. Somebody. Is it inside lacrosse? No, I don't think no, he's no, that's not Cross this guy. guy. That's the guy that Kyle Devitt said it was. Yeah, yeah, the guy from Inside the Cross who called him out. Yeah. No, I have some suspicions. I just want the dude to come on my show. I just, I like keep him completely <laughs> not anonymous. I'll do whatever I have to do, but I just want to have a real conversation with the dude. I want to know where like this just underlying like hatred for himself comes from and then like everything else that's been fucked up in his life to get him to the point where he feels this need to just be such a piece of shit okay I just give... to we'll touch on one point of this conversation and i hope if greg if greg grenlin's listening to this sorry i'm exposing our conversation oh, but geez. we had talk we had think talk about this one twice jordan <laughs> <laughs> but he basically and said that like Dave Franklin and the Laxbos tweets he made are literally the exact same style, and that's just where that's kind of just where it matches up for me. And that's it. Like that's all. That's all I'm gonna say is they kind of <laughs> from a journalistic standpoint, they have the exact same style of how they're composed. And I'll leave it at that. Um, I would give anything, anything. For you to get him on a Zoom, but like the dark shadow thing that they do with like witnesses and yeah, like a dude. voice change. <laughs> I would give him like a different or... voice and everything. Yeah, it would be, uh, it would be amazing. <laughs> nah, really, really get him mad. Give him an anonymous mask. He would be like, oh, you liberals, <laughs> you would give me the anonymous mask for. <laughs> I, I would have it. I would do it as a video call, and I'd put like a pride flag in one corner, like Black Lives Matter across the bottom on his like zoom character thing even though he's anonymous <laughs> that would have him so hot <laughs> i just want to the thing is and this is this is the thing for me is he would never say anything that he'll say to me on twitter to my face and, and if you can't do that then then really like you're just you know a troll in my mind but I don't know. I've got plenty of trolls in my DMs at all times. So like, if, and, and his style matches with plenty of them. So I don't know if I can take the Dave Franklin stuff too serious. I mean, that's that's a thing with lax Twitter, though. I mean, there are a bunch of people who are, are real real salty on Twitter and will say whatever on Twitter, and then you get them like in a room or in person, they don't act like that at all. So oh yeah, there was someone who did that to me at LaxCon. I forget who it was. Like tried to big league me or something i don't remember what the hell was happening actually at the time but then he came up to me at lax and he's like herm it's great to see you i'm like who the fuck are you <laughs> i think that's the same way in any any tech community whether it be or not tech community but online community like I, i'm in the tech field and i go to conferences and the same exact thing happens people flex online and then they, right. they're all like cowering in person like, oh, hey, how you doing yeah. how you doing no it's fantastic <laughs> i love it I love it so much, but yeah, I mean, if he's watching this or listening to this for some reason, like, welcome, come on the show. Anybody and everybody would love to have you. 
get your grind your gears. But uh, that's all I had, guys. Anybody else want to add anything before I sign this bad boy off? Oh, this, thanks, uh, sir. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, sir. I appreciate yeah, thank it, you. man. This was nice fun. Shout out to you guys. Well, you thank you all for coming on episode 24 of Anybody and Everybody, the talk show. <laughs> and um, we'll talk to you guys soon. I'm actually recording another episode right now, so peace. Peace.